You know what's hot this week? Uh, the goth? Well, yes. And our guest co-host, the one and only Delta Work. Yes. And this week we talk about the variant. Mm, yeah. Miss Variantra. Um, and we also get a mini masterclass in drag performance. Some tips and tools for success. And of course, we go spelunking in the DMs with a particularly perky ginger drick pick. It was pert and popular. So mm. get ready for a bit of hot gossica. Forever. Ooh, I think it's especially hot today. Ooh. Dear listeners, hearts gather round, and I want to welcome you all back for another steaming, piping, scalding serving of Hot Goss. This, of course, is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, gossip and politics, and take a deep, deep, deep dive into the DMs. So it might sound a little different today, but I really want to get into some... Today, okay, you didn't hear Willem chiming in on the lives, politics, deep dive. Um, And there's a reason for that, because Willem is on a special assignment, and uh, we'll be back soon, Um, but I think she's on All Stars. Okay, we we might have to cut that. We might have to cut that. If that makes it in, it must be a mistake. It it must be just a mistake. Uh, We have a very special guest filling in for Willem. Uh, She's an icon. She is iconic and ironic. Our very special guest host today, Ms. Delta Work, is here. I am excited to be here. You know, you and you and Willem were my first uh, sort of uh, introduction to to being on a podcast because I had only ever done your podcast. And it was because of the two of you, obviously, that it was like, hey, why don't you do your own podcast, do your own thing, like put your voice out there. So it's fun to sort of circle back around here in this spot. And I know you're supposed to do like a deep dive here, but I feel like we should just belly flop. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, That's what I say. (laughs) I think that's a good idea. I'm into that. And like, I just, I remember, I remember that interview that we had you on the pod Mm -hmm. to just talk about drag race and your journey. And you just, you're so hilarious. You have so much to say. Uh, Your voice is pleasing to the ear. And so it's very, it was a perfect fit. And now you're, now you're hosting very that with Ra, with Raji and I'm obsessed. It's my, it's my Monday moment. I listened every month, every single Monday. And um, we quote it constantly over here and we just uh, thank you for doing it. How, how's the pod going? Thank you. I love it. I mean, thank you. I, I, I love doing it. Um, 
I, I will say, I, 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 you know, Dipper and Mariah and Will and everyone always suggests like, well, you know, when this happened on the podcast or they'll reference something and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't remember that. And, and they're like, well, you know, didn't you just listen to it? And sometimes I, I have to admit, like, other than looking, like listening to clips that people post, I have a hard time listening to myself because I feel like I just double talk and say the same thing over and over. And like, how many times can you imitate a fart? But for some reason, like there, I think that for some people that resonates because I don't think they can construct a fart with their mouth the way everyone else, like some people can do it. Some people can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I know I talk shit, but like I can literally make the noise of shit, you know what I mean? And so for some people, that's a thing, I guess. Yeah. So like, I mean, there's different types. There's like, there's like, right. Like that. That's like a side, side mouth one. There's like, there's like, which is just right. sort of raspberry. What is if your you, method? Well, I like to do a deluxe fart, which is oh. more, you have to use your fingers Oh. And and the the your facial cheeks, not your ass cheeks, but you squeeze together and you do like a del beefer, which is like, you know, that's oh. a deep, yeah, that's oh, a deep. Wait. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, you squeeze this. Uh... Yeah, that's garlicky. That's a very garlicky. That's a heavy. Um, oh my god. You know what I mean? How do you do? You see, it's there. That's it. I mean. <laughs> It, it's you want it to bellow, you know what I mean. You want it, it to sort of like resonate. You've got to get the bellow. It it really resonates with the listeners. Right, I know that for sure. Yeah. I are like you it. are you in full summer swing? I mean, is it summer? Is it you know? Is is life back to just back to normal? Just business as usual. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I think it kind of is, especially, you know, a lot of places are, uh, there's a lot of drag shows happening, you know, bar shows are happening. People are touring a little bit more. I I am seeing, like, I I have a couple of dates out of town. Um, But, you know, I guess it's different for everyone. I feel like I, I found myself sort of back into, like, the same place I was in before. You know, I, I sort of, for the most part, um, represent myself. So it's mm-hmm. always that sort of thing where I'm, like, reaching out to people that I've either worked with before or maybe new venues. And there's kind of this, uh, you know, weird, weird dichotomy where um, people, like, will say, oh, I'm very interested in having you. I want to have you. But then they'll, like, fall through on their end. And then you mm. kind of don't want to look like a dick because you're – which hat do you have on? Are you, are you managing or are you talent? But you're both. Right. And so you don't want to look like – you want it to look like I'm eager to work there. I want to work there. But at some point, it's just like a weird game. So, you know, that new normal is definitely back for sure. Back um, in full swing. It'll always be that way. And and that's fine. But um, but I'm excited to, to, to go to a few new places or places I haven't been before. I'm, I'm going to be going to Portland um, to do a mm. cool gig. And I love Portland. I mean, I love the Pacific Northwest because, well, up until, you know, the the whole planet started to fall apart. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. gradually been falling apart, but now it's really bad. But, you know, once upon Just... a time, you would think of that area as rainy and cool. And yes. now, you know, everything's boiling. So Right. So the yes. summer is, in fact, in full swing. The oceans are on fire. Um, you, I mean, you are killing it at Executive Suite. I mean, the the queens that you get in the door over there on the lineup is always so impressive, and the show is amazing. I've I've been there to see it, and I've been there to perform, and like yeah. all around, 
A plus 100% experience all around. I mean, I appreciate hearing that. We had such a good time, you know, and I, like you said, you've been there to watch the show. Dipper's been there to watch the show several times and, um, and, and you participated in the show as well. And it, it's, um, you know, I, I think it's always interesting because um, when you think of an, when people think of the term drag race queens or Dragula queens or, or, or kings or, or drag entertainers being at a space, you would think that it has to be, you know, chandeliers and this and that and the other. But <laughs> do, okay. I think I, a lot of people kind of do think, you know, when they, especially if they hear of a price tag that's expensive, they think that that's right. going to be the case. But really yeah. it's about the flavor, I think. And mm, the flavor can mm-hmm. be in a tent or it can be, you know, in a, in a fully, plain warehouse where just people are the personalities get to be there and that's that's what's exciting about it especially when you know all of us get get together so it's fun i went to see the show out there and who was on the line i mean silky ganache was on the lineup raja o'hara a curious c devon all on the same night yeah we're all guest starring there and i was like this is like a uh, this is foolish. This is so. Th- this is an embarrassment of riches. It's too much. Too much stellar entertainment. Yeah, we're really lucky. I mean, uh, uh, we like this week. Lala Ree is going to be there. Anastasia Nakwe will be there. Uh, Rockham Sakura is going to be there. So it's like <gasps> it just kind of changes. You know, uh, sometimes there's Dragula people. Vander von Odd is has is returning. It just depends, you know, and and it's like, so fun. It's really fun to do the show, and I are do people always out in like Long Beach? Do people always tip that way? Like they're like they're like it's their last days, and they're giving away all their money because that's what it was like when I was out there, and right. I still I just the suitcase was like brimming with one dollar bills, right. Stat, stacked, stacked, right. not crumpled, stacked. I will tell you that, I mean, I have always experienced generosity, especially in Long Beach. And maybe that's just because it's kind of like my hometown or whatever, but I see it for everyone, yeah. especially as, as we were emerging from the pandemic and trying to get into a new normal. People were excited to be somewhere. But then yes. when they realize like, oh, you're establishing sort of a quote unquote brand here where it's like, mm-hmm. un, you know, the stars under the starlight or, you know, however they want to call it. Um, people just started, you know, tipping more and more. I will say that, I mean, and I, if this secret gets out there and I'm sure it is because we're recording this and then that's the point of it. Um, (laughs) um, Listen, those butterfly nets, I don't know if it's for some people a game of like, uh, let's see if we can fill it up or like what it is. But I feel like sometimes when you perform without that back in the day, uh, weird to say back in the day was 18 months ago. Um, People right. would maybe see your hands full and go like, "Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe their hands are full." But I don't now, burden when her. it's yeah, now yeah. your hands are up and it's like a game. Like throw it in there, throw it in there. I don't ever want to get rid of it. Like I, I, you know, clearly would love Good. for everyone to feel safe forever. But you know, I, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, I also count that money. I try to count that money like two days later because it, they say the virus dies and we have sanit, you know, we sanitize our hands, all that stuff. But 
I want it to last forever because I want that money. You honestly probably could because money is filthy. And so like, why, why not have a receptacle and a tool to help facilitate the transfer of the dollars? I mean, I feel, I do feel like I don't want people to think like, um, it kind of, it does separate it a little bit. And so I, my fear is that people are like, oh, she swears like that, mm-hmm. you know, she, she can't be part of this or something. Cause there's an intimate sort of moment there that happens. She's too but, good for us. She doesn't want right, to touch. Like, she has to put a condom yeah. on her hands, like in order to accept like this wet dollar. Like, but <laughs> it's, fine. I mean, it's safe sex. Right. Wait, Did I want to ask. I just want to ask, and then we'll go to the break. But the last time I was there, the guy who changes out the $1 bills, Uh he explained to me that he sanitizes all the $1 bills with cinnamon and like cinnamon flavored alcohol, and then warns you not to touch your eyes after you touch the money because it's (laughs) spicy. Right, right. So the owner. Wait, is that why the money smells the the way it does? Yes. So in the beginning of the pandemic, or not beginning of the pandemic, but when we were released into performing outside, um, I I started to notice that like the money smelled a lot like Christmas. And I was like, why do my $1 bills always smell like Christmas? And I burn a lot of candles at home. So I thought, do I keep it? Maybe because I keep it on the bookshelf. It's, you know, but nothing smells that strong. Then I came to realize that the owner, one of the owners, Lenny... Um, he does sanitize the dollars before they go out and after they're counted, but he sprays them with a cinnamon scent, like from, I don't know, like a home sweet home craft store or something. <laughs> and, and it gives people an experience. So it's, and, and so, you know, it's love. It is a lovely scent, but, um, don't rub your eyes after you touch I, the money. Which you should in any way. Money's filthy. Right. Money's filthy. I literally thought it was just from being in the dressing room and the money was there and like people were like smoking and like I thought it was a combination of cigarettes and your perfume. I honestly did because the money smelled sort of like it had this like signature fragrance. This is something. These are the details. This is why Executive Suites is what it is because of the details. The money is scented for fuck's sake. The money is scented and sanitized. 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 We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. But let's do the rainbow spotlight. Oh, so we like to spotlight um, rainbow music from time to time over here, Delta. Okay. Um, So today we have a rainbow spotlight, which is called Love Me by Macy Rodman. And we're going to listen to a little bit of it right now. I want you to love me I want you to feel the way I 
Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high-quality items priced within reach. Mama... Okay, so what they do is they send us some credits so we can go on their website and buy some items. I bought this pullover, like, um, this sweatshirt, and now it's, like, my favorite thing to wear. I literally wear it all the time. It's, like, so cute. I've been wearing Quince at least a couple times a week because these basics are so comfortable, and I love them. I was just like, that goes with everything. Let's wear it. Exactly. There's a 100% Mongolian cashmere sweater from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Now, Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. And Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash drag, drag for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash drag and get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash drag. Drag. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Ooh, I'm thinking something al fresco. Mm. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Uh, have you tried the Factors? I've loved the Factors. Oh, it's girl. been the it factor for me, actually, for Absolutely. a while because there's so many different choices. Like You have 35 different things to choose from every week, and they're all different, and they it's like... I love the I love the variety because with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore in your mouth. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in 2 minutes, no shopping, prepping, cooking or cleaning up. Head to factormeals.com/drag50 and use code drag50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. Ooh, that's savings you can taste. That's drag code drag50 at factormeals.com/drag50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Oh, honey. But why? But why? But why? But why is she so very that? Are you going to be in the music video for the song? Yes. Can I please, please, please? We're releasing a full cut. Can we do like a 12-inch disc version of it that's just like 20 minutes long? At least a nine-inch one. At least nine. I really think we should do... I think extended club mixes are going to come back. I know so. I feel it in my bones. (laughs) I feel it in your bone. (laughs) 
Did you? Okay, this is we. Okay, this. Did you know that it's non-binary awareness week? Yes. Okay. Well, I did. I'm glad you knew. <laughs> You're like, yes, everyone knows that. I mean, I, um, I listen. I. Do, I don't think it's on. I have a little calendar from Hallmark that tells me what like what gift giving day it is. And this isn't on there, I don't think. But it should be. And I think moving forward, we will be sure that it is. It better be. Hallmark. Hallmark, apologize. Hallmark. Now. Be accountable for this. Okay, so a post on... A tr- on Tribe Called Queer gives mm-hmm. a great window into some non-binary 101 facts, some myths, and ways to support our non-binary siblings. So here are some highlights from their Instagram feed, but you should check it out yourself at uh, um, A Tribe Called Queer. Okay. Right. A, a, so, okay. Um, I love um, non-binary folks. I... I consider myself to be anti-binary myself. I I live and stomp upon the line that delineates between man and woman. And I don't, it has always been sort of like nebulous and non-existent for me. Right. Um. So like I vibe with this and I love it. So uh, non-binary is considered to be an umbrella term encompassing many gender identities that don't fit into the male-female binary. Um, So like gender fluid, gender queer, polygender, bigender, demigender, Mm. or agender. Yeah. Hidden agender. Um, (laughs) Okay, so they're not all interchangeable and synonymous. It's it's really my friend Jeremy likes gender floral. Do you oh, like that I like one? That. Because it's like beautiful. Like like having the you know having the word binary in how you identify if you identify as something that is not binary, but you're saying the word binary all the time. Mm-hmm. So he's like, no, I want to say, I want to say gender floral. It sounds beautiful. Gender expression is beautiful. So. Do you, uh, I, I mean, this is from, this is coming from a real place. Uh, I, I really don't know. Like uh, my, my fear is that maybe I don't know. I don't know if I'm gender floral, you know what I mean? Or I don't know if I, what the exact term is for me. And I would hate mm-hmm. to um, use, like one time I got in trouble a couple of years ago, I got in trouble for using the term bio queen to describe someone who told me that they were a bio queen. They said, I'm a bio queen and I'd like to be in your contest. And I said, oh, my, my drag contest is open to all drag artists. So let, let's, let's do that. So I shared in the list, like, of course, if you're a bio queen, please join. And then several people joined in on this conversation and said, how dare you? The term is hyper queen. And I said, I'm so sorry. I have not heard that term. And they said, well, educate yourself. And I was like, I'm thank you for the education. I will start using that in addition to bioqueen. But somebody told me that they like to be called bioqueen. So as far as like the the, the binary, like the idea of of, of gender floral or um, uh, uh, some of the other terms like uh, polygender or or agender. My fear is that like if I use the wrong term, then I'm gonna like be in trouble in some way in my attempt to try to use the right term. Right. 
Uh, yeah, no, I get that. I completely hear that. And I, and I feel like, I feel like it's like a personal thing. And it's like, if that's your, if that's what speaks to you and that's what you identify as, then like work. I think the like, I think the like policing of, of the language that people use, like for instance, bio queen, especially when you were describing someone who described themselves and claims the phrase bio queen, like some, some people are like, no, I'm, I'm a transsexual. That's how I call myself. That's what I say. But then there are some people who say transsexual is outdated. We don't, we don't say that anymore. So it's like, so it's like an ongoing conversation. And I think all across the board, compassion is, um, so important and if you want someone to educate themselves usually the best way like if you're trying to teach a child to like um use the toilet okay we want we want the child to learn how to use the toilet but if a baby like poops in its diaper do you like scream at it and like punch it in the face and say like (laughs) how dare you fucking do that you fucking idiot fucking do better if you do that the child will grow up really fucked up and really scared of pooping in general or in the toilet so it's it's more it's more like well okay now when you have to go when you have to go poop you can do it over here and it's Mm -hmm. fun and it's great so like (laughs) so it's unacceptable to poop at the salad bar is what you're saying (laughs) But you can be compassionate about like, okay, like maybe, maybe there are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just asking. You're asking for a friend. I, I think that compassion is so important. Sense of humor doesn't hurt either. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're talking about gender and gender expression and, uh, and all of these things. That's what I think. So. So Sheenus Easton is not a fair name, like a fair drag name. Like you wouldn't say that. Sheenus, like she, like the net, like Ness, like the essence of she, Sheenus. Sure. Easton, that is completely acceptable to me. Um, And since I'm, you know, I'm the, I'm a go-to authority on proper language. So I'm glad you checked with me. I'm not in trouble. (laughs) Yet. Let's hear some more of these um, factoids here. Dipper's trying to keep us moving along. (laughs) There are myths and misconceptions. A myth is that all non-binary people use they, them pronouns. Non-binary people use any pronouns that they feel fit for themselves, just like anyone else. Exactly. Another myth is that all non-binary people look or dress androgynously. That's not so. Non-binary people express their gender in a variety of ways. There's no set way that non-binary people dress or present themselves. Gender identity, which is how you feel, and gender expression is how you present, are not the same thing. I love this. This is so cool. These conversations existing, like when I was a child, it was, don't play like a girl, Justin. Right. Because you're going to get your ass beat and you're going to embarrass embarrass yourself and your you know what i mean yeah that and was it, it and isn't it interesting that like these these myths that that have to be explained to people myself included 
might have to be explained to me or broken down to me, really center around just don't be fucking mean to people. Like when people <laughs> say, address me this way, please, then you just address them that way. And then yeah. and then you move on and you go, oh, okay, now that we're addressing you the way that you prefer to be addressed, um, let's solve problems in the world together. Instead, everyone like, gets caught up on this shit. And it's like, what? Like, it is, and I don't mean to say shit like this is shit. I'm saying people cre- make it a problem when it's like, I've already set forth what I've asked of you. I need these things to feel valid and understood. And then people are like, no, nope, I can't validate yeah. you. I cannot. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah, weird. It's truly, it's truly wild. Okay, another myth is that non-binary is a trend. The truth is non-binary people are nothing new and non-binary identities have been recognized for thousands of years by cultures and societies all around the world. And I think that makes me think of um, Raja very, very speaks about the like the two spirit, um, Mm -hmm. the two spirit people. Uh, right. Which is from indigenous, uh, from the indigenous culture, correct? Right. Like first, Na- first nations, sure. Um, which I love as well. And it was like, and it was people who existed outside of man or woman were not, you know, pushed to the fringe of society. They were like revered, and they were asked for advice, and like they were, they were the sages and shamans, and like, and. And we're, we're like, we're revered. And like, I think that's really cool to remember that this um, is not a new thing. Yeah, it's not. Basically, the important thing to remember is that the concept of gender is a social construct. Uh, in the words of Sasha Valor, gender is a construct, tear it apart. Very true. That's how I feel. <laughs> that's how you see it. Um, that's how I see it. That I, I calls it like I sees it. I call it like I sees it. The important thing is that there's no one way to be non-binary. Uh, just like there's no singular way to experience womanhood or one authentic way to be a man. Non-binary people deserve the same space that men and women are granted to not fit a single narrative of how they're supposed to act or look. And it is non-binary awareness week. The more you know. Okay, okay, okay. I wanted to bring this up as soon as we started the conversation, so I'm so okay. glad this is on the outline. Uh, people are uh, people are getting COVID. People who have been vaccinated are mm-hmm. coming down with COVID, and it's not just like, "Oops, I got a fluke test result." No, it's like they're getting sick, they're getting fever, they're getting achy, they're getting sick. Right. So, what is the What's going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. What's going? I'll tell you what's going on. Uh, what's going on is that um, just like, uh, let's say, for example, uh, having a gastric bypass surgery. When people have okay. a gastric bypass surgery, it is a tool for weight loss. So it is to assist in weight loss. You can have gastric bypass surgery and lose zero weight. 
because you can mm. eat right through the surgery and then just become ill and then it's no good to you anymore. When people were offering up mm. that we are going to get vaccinated, it was going to be a tool to work alongside keeping your hands clean, not breathing on people, not licking money, not doing all of those things. But people were like, fuck, I can't wait to get out of this. I can't get wait to get out of this. Court. As soon as I get my vaccine, I'm going to party. And then they did. Yeah. And then they were like, I don't understand. I took the vaccine. I stood in line for four hours. How dare you? And it's like, no, this was yeah. a tool. This is a tool to help you. And we, you know, I listen, I hate to shit on everybody, but I've done it before. And I mean, the most dangerous person is the person who has nothing to lose. And I have nothing mm. to lose by saying I would absolutely not be surprised if they were like, oh, we're back in lockdown and you can't have any more toilet paper because people don't give a shit. People don't. People absolutely have not learned anything in 18 months. They've learned nothing. People will breathe all over you. People will, oh God, I got I to get right behind you in line at Target because I, I just got to get up there. They don't care. They don't care. Right. And then they wonder why over and over and over and over it's going to happen and happen and happen and develop and fuck. Yeah. No, it's, it terrifies me completely. And, and it's also like, it's terrifying to see this sort of like, opposite shaming that like we did the shaming thing of like oh you're not wearing a mask you don't care about humanity now it's like oh you're wearing a mask oh what's wrong with you do you are you are you like sick are you like crazy are you so it's like what if your personal choice is i want to continue wearing a mask i know it's not mandated by the state anymore but what if i you know what if i choose to well, and you're right. I mean, and, that, and that's the thing. It is it is a shaming thing because it's almost like there's this like uncool element to it. Like, oh, mm-hmm. stupid. Like, I can't. Why are <laughs> that's so old school? Why are you doing that? Like, you know, I I, I see. You know, listen. You, you, I've seen queens shame other queens because they still wear kiss active length press on fucking French manicure nails. And then other people are like, you don't have your nails made that are 15 inches long. How dare. And it's Mm. like, well, I'm still wearing nails. They said like that bitch said, like, as long as you're wearing nails, you're doing drag. Like I've got them on. (laughs) Exactly. It doesn't matter. I've heard of it. I I believe it is able. You can stream it on Spotify or right. Apple Music or whatever the or buy but it you on feel iTunes me? Like, if you're a big spender. But you feel me? Like uh, I mean, like and, and you know, and I'm I'm oversimplifying, but I am saying like the idea is that like people constantly want to like oh that's dumb oh stupid, yeah. but they were the yeah. first people that were like oh my god I have to make a mask that matches my outfit and it's like. So we're wrong for trying to ease into the new normal. You want it to be like next day is back to where we, I don't want to go back to where we were. I want to go where we should be, where we should have been all along, not humiliating and beating Asian people because they wore masks before all of this and blaming and being disgusting to people and being cruel to people. I don't get it. I don't get it. But you know, it's been 18 months and here we are. Yeah. And it and it comes down and it kind of ties into what we were talking about before is like shaming doesn't really work and it doesn't get anything done. It makes you in the moment feel superior and say, well, I'm right and and you're an idiot. So fuck you. And that but it actually doesn't move us forward or get us anywhere that we want to be. 
But do you remember like during like, and I would say just like maybe six months ago, like um, people were getting in trouble online because they were like, oh, I saw girls at a show. Uh-uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I, I saw the girls in, in Puerto Vallarta or I saw this over here or that no. over there. And they were, you know, there was Instagram accounts about it and Twitters and this, that, and the other. And people were like, they're never going to come back from that. They're, they're never, I don't know what's going to happen. They better apologize. They're not going to be able to sell, you know, their products or their sanitizers or their this or their that or their magazines. And then sure enough, <laughs> as soon as the next wave of like, um, oh, no, everybody's vaccinated. All those people are booked headlining all over the place. And everyone forgot that, oh, you were shitting all over them. Right. Just so you could yes. get it off your chest and be like, oh, bitch, I got a lot of likes on my page because I shat all over them. Yeah. But I can't wait to be first in line at their meet and greet and let them know you got me through the pandemic, girl. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Exactly. With that. G- shit, girl, please, girl. I believe, Very. is uh, in order. But why is the variant named after you? Uh, are you? Do you feel pressed that it's called the Delta variant? No, but I, I, no, I don't. I think it's, I, I actually, you know, what's interesting is like the more I was hearing about it, I wasn't hearing anybody like mention anything to me. And which really means I'm really not on like the drag race fandom radar at all. <laughs> they're like, oh, really? I, I know of Delta Goodrum, the singer, but like, who is D- Delta <laughs> Work? I don't know. I don't know what that. I know means. Delta Dawn. Yeah, what's that flower? I don't yeah. know her. Uh, <laughs> what is that flower? Delta Lake. What I've heard that? of Delta Lake, but not. Oh, I don't know. Delta Lake. No. I think you're thinking Delta Lake. Yeah, and then they're that's like, who you're oh thinking. wait, oh I thought Darian Lake was on two seasons of Drag Race. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know who that is. And so I was like, well, where's all these memes? Like, where? It's my time. Like, and people were like, no, no, it's still not your time, girl. <laughs> So a couple of people, like, you know, sent me things or whatever. But um, the only meme that still floats around is, like, the, the it's like the guy, or it's, or it's the guy. It's me holding uh, letters on Drag Race, and people are, like, bottoms when the water bill shows up or something like that. Like, that that's, like, the only thing I've ever seen. But the variant, people are, like, no. So I don't Wait, know. Wait, what kind about of- the one of you driving the van? Well, like that. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> what as far as. say? I don't know, but I've seen Uh-oh. it. But you know, it's like very—it's not like Delta variant. It's like Delta very that. <laughs> Delta very that. Very yes. that. Uh, I saw the one meme. We're gonna go to break, but I saw the one meme where it was like a picture of Delta Burke, and mm-hmm. it said Delta, and then next to you, it was you dressed as Delta Burke, and it said Delta variant. And that's just the that. sad story. I made oh, that. Yeah. That's the sad story. I had to make that you in order like, to throw some here. relevancy, I'm like gonna... some relevance out there. Like, hey, guys, you want to make fun of me, too? Because, oh, you don't? Well, I'll make fun of me, and then you guys can make fun, too. And then I'm part of the quilt again. <laughs> right, guys? Hey, I want to go with you what? guys. <laughs> you know what? Post it on TikTok. All the kids are on TikTok. Girl, I'm on TikTok, um, and no- nobody cares. Fuck TikTok. See, I don't know how to. Okay, we'll we'll talk about it when we come back. We're gonna take a break. Okay, and and we're gonna both get on TikTok. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. 
Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time. All in one place, all on your terms. We all know everything is online these days, and it's important for your business to stand out. And that's why Squarespace is so important. We use it for Drag Queen of the Year, and it was really easy to use. Your Drag Queen of the Year site is beautiful. And I know. Somebody said it took less than an hour to do. Just click, click, click the box. Really quick, really easy. You don't need to learn code or anything. I love that. Uh, we, You can start with a completely personalized website with the new guided system, Squarespace Blueprint. You can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, tailored to your brand or business and optimized for every device. And then you can easily launch your website and get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. So you show up more often to more people and grow the way you want. And Squarespace makes it super easy to sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical, digital, or service products. Squarespace has the tools you need. Plus, you can connect major social and multimedia accounts to your website in a few clicks as icons, direct links, or embedded feeds. And sellers can also sync their product catalog directly with Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Google to reach more customers and reduce the steps for a purchase. Love that seller sync. They've really thought of it all. They really have. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drag to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com slash drag to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. I like Hinge because it's one of those things where you have all these things to answer questions about, and I love talking about myself. Hinge prompts help you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Exactly. Specifically, Hinge's LGBTQIA prompts are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities, interests, and compatibility. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with GLAD, so they are by the people for the people. Willem, let's answer one of these prompts together. Okay, here's here's a good one. It says, I feel proudest of who I am when... I personally feel proudest of who I am when I'm, like, on stage and I'm doing a show and I'm like, this is... This is fucking great. The audience is there with me. I like that. I feel proudest of who I am when the flight attendant gives me a little nod and lets me know I can use the closet because he knows what's in the bag. Yes. Yes. LGBTQIA plus prompts are a great way to connect around niche yet relatable queer experiences by showcasing your nuances, humor, personality, and lived experiences. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. All right, we are back, and it is customary to do a tip spot today. Mm-hmm. And we have invited we have invited a very special guest. Um, she recently did a stint as a fill in guest host on the hit podcast Hot Goss. I heard this is something she did recently. She also is trotting. She is she is an asphalt angel at the one and only Long Beach executive suites she is the one the only the incomparable ms delta work 
Um, okay. So I want to ask you a few questions okay. because not only are you a, a co-host today, but you're also our special guest. And okay. I want your hot takes on a few essential, uh, important issues. Okay. Okay. Um, so dressing room etiquette i want to know like what is your vibe do you get ready at the club if you're a guest at someone else's home bar how do you make a station for yourself so that you are um so that you are a courteous guest at a drag show what's your well my preference is always to get ready at the bar like i love that because i love to show up out of drag leave out of drag it's just more comfortable for me i will show Mm -hmm. up in drag if if there's not another option uh Mm -hmm. especially if it's like a thing where you're just going to show up and kind of like maybe you're just there for color or you're just there for like to introduce someone that's been a gig before where they're like hey can you come in and introduce the main act and then leave like that's fine too. Right. Um, if I get if I do go somewhere where it's like a, especially if I'm booked out of town and it's like a, a cast, I usually ask like whoever the host is, like, is it okay to get ready there? Would you prefer I get ready at the hotel? And then if they say right. yes, I can, like, you know, but there's been places where you go and like you can tell that someone's permanent station, like, you know, big dressing rooms. And I feel yeah. a little bit odd because their things are there and I don't want anyone to think that I'm moving their stuff, but you clearly need room. Yeah. And so that just feels a little bit unusual. So, um, but I like to get, I like to get ready at the venue if I can, no matter where it is. I love that. So have you ever been to a place and you go and you're booked for a gig, but you have never seen the stage? You have no idea what the layout of the club is. How do you go about choosing what like number you're going to do or what performance you're going to do? Okay, so this is like this is like this one question right here is the question of my whole life. This is this is what <laughs> causes you're very me particular. This is what causes me like um probably like a spontaneous diarrhea. Or would cause me to like at the salad bar. <laughs> would cause me to like hide in a ball in like Desert Shores, California, and like want to live in a cave. Like that's right. I absolutely fucking hate being surprised to the point that I have been places before where I already it was kind of shaky, like the storyline was shaky, and then when I get there, I'm like, okay, and I've gotten in my car and just drove away. Oh, period. Just period. She's- I don't like to do that. So what happens is like, and a couple of my friends really know this. Morgan McMichaels really knows this. And she will not recommend something like a private party that we're doing unless she knows everything. And she'll even tell someone at the venue, I need you to walk into the dressing room with your your camera facing out. And I want you to show me where you're walking from. What is the stage? Because I, you know, I'm sure you've been there too. You go to like a pride and they're like, oh, bitch, it's top notch. It's everything. It's going to be so right. And you're like, where's the stage? Oh, it's out there in the middle of the people. So you push through everybody and you get there and there's a go-go box four feet off the ground. And they're like, hop up there. Well, if I hop up, I'm hopping off. Like it's, there's no staying up. (laughs) Like it's up and over. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not a deep dive. Like I said, it's a belly flop. So I need to package myself just so, so that it looks graceful and it doesn't look like struggle, like uh, Operation Dumbo Drop is happening. Like I don't want it to Mm. look foolish. And so there have been times where I'm like, this is the word. And 
you know, number why I was just recently out of town and I don't want to say where, but I was just out of town and I was like, I, I tried to clear the numbers. Like, would this be the appropriate number to do? And they were like, oh my God, yes, that is what we need. And I was like, mm-hmm. perfect. And I went out to do it. And the cra- it was a, it was a big crowd outside. <laughs> the crowd thought I was the most disgusting, crass person on the planet. I do this like number that's like based on Sue Johansson, the sex talk uh, expert. Oh, and yeah. it's like a comedy number. And I asked, yeah, is it, funny. is it, it, is it going to be appropriate or will people be bothered by this type of language and content? No, the grosser, the better. And I said, perfect. <laughs> so I did it. And when I tell you, there were people booing on the side and there were people <gasps> that were like, oh, And no. so I just thought, and I, Morgan, Morgan uh, just said to me later, she goes, what did I tell you? I said, what? Didn't I tell you just to put them ballet flats on and that long <laughs> gown and push up there with some Adele? That's what they'll understand. That's what they'll digest. That's what they're expecting. Do not try to do something they're not expecting because they're not on board for that, girl. Like, we're privileged right. in West Hollywood. We're privileged in downtown L.A. We're privileged in Long Beach. But some places, people can't digest that. It just, right. It's too much. Right. And I find, and there's something so, uh, there's something so like comforting and like artistically fulfilling is when you have your sort of like, when you have your core people in your city and they know, they know your language, they know your library of work. So if you want to try something new or try something a little out there, people go on the journey with you. Sure. You're right. Like I love performing for my people mm-hmm. and getting get having that like latitude. Like I love that. But yeah, sometimes you go on the gig and you just got to give them the give them the old boot scoop. Give them the one two gaga gal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I go and I'm like, I think I was just bamboozled, hoodwinked and run amok. Well, they told you the dirtier the better. Me. And I was like, uh, the, what? The and the girls are like, oh my God, what are you doing? What is happening? So, okay. So do you ever, you seem like you really prepare every detail. So do you ever, how many looks should you bring to a gig? Uh, do you ever bring an extra just to like, I don't know. In case something goes awry, what's your... Yeah, I do. So, I mean, say, for instance, that executive suite. Normally, we're going to do two numbers. But, you know, I'm privileged because I live 15 minutes from the bar maximum. So... Um, I and I have my own car, so I can keep my stuff in the car if I need to. So I usually have an outfit in there. Try to have like a meet and greet outfit in the event that like we're gonna go out and say hi afterwards or for curtain right. call if there's enough time to change for curtain call. And that's usually something obviously very simple. My my look is never you know I've never been somebody that particularly wears lots of like feathers and coats and all. That. Although I love it, um, I find that a lot of things. Uh, wear me if that makes any sense mm, okay. and so i need to be able to like come through that and like um right so you know i do have a i would say a, a simpler look and for some people maybe too simple and for some people dated or whatever and i get it that's fine but my reference points are you know different than others but um i like to have always a backup and i guess because i always you know we, in the early 2000s, we started doing drag brunches in Long Beach. And I remember for a while, maybe about 10 years ago, there was this rumor running around that um, we were going to be in trouble in Long Beach because, you know, Jules produces a show called The Brunchettes. 
Okay. And it was drag brunch with the brunchettes. And then that mm-hmm. she moved that over to La- to Las Vegas and a few other places. And there was a big brunch that started to happen. A big produced brunch. And mm-hmm. it came to her her desk, for lack of a better term, <laughs> that uh, she needed to stop using the term drag brunch because she uh, somebody else was going to own the term drag oh brunch. i heard about this and she we was talked like, about this on the podcast it's yeah <laughs> so that wasn't going to be a thing and she was like i'm sorry so you know she had to fish out old flyers to show i've been using the term and everyone uses the term but so yeah. because of always doing a drag brunch or doing dream girls for instance i was always sort of raised in drag to have a simple black dress. That was the thing. Always have a little black dress in okay. case we need you to get on the microphone real quick. In case, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, a TV show is going to be here and they want to interview someone. Just throw something on. And so, you know, that's always been my thing. I, and in fact, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, when we were all going digital, I was like, how do I do a digital show? And I was like, I'm going to do a show based around a little black dress, but I'm going to call it the big black dress because in the little black dress, you can go anywhere, but in the big black dress, you can go everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I just changed out accessories and that was kind of my thing. Um, So yeah, I always had to have, I always had to have black something, a black dress, a black pantsuit, a black whatever thingy. I love that. That's really, really good advice. I I absolutely love that. I think it works. What is the most fun thing about a drag show for you? Is it the getting ready? Is it the performance, chatting in the dressing room? Like, what's your favorite part of it? Hmm. Well, for sure, the best physical feeling is, you know, baby oil and a a makeup wipe afterwards because there's (laughs) there's a satisfaction, right? There's a satisfaction in saying... I completed everything. Like I, I did, I did the yes. part that I came here to do, and I feel generally, you know, I feel great about it. Um, uh, sometimes not, but but that's not <laughs> usually the case. But it has happened. Um, but I definitely like the getting ready element. I I love the kiki with with the girls or or the boys or whoever's in the show. Um, I I love that. Um, I do I do love performing, of course. Um, but it's it's definitely the camaraderie. Uh, it really yeah. does matter. Um, and like, you know, we were talking about specifically executive suite because that's what's on our radar right now. That's what's happening right now in 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 L.A. for us anyway. Um, because a lot of new entertainers from Dragula and Drag Race are making their way through, I get to meet people that I, I literally, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to meet because I, I haven't been out anywhere. Um uh, and two, you know, I, I, I hate to say it and this sounds awful, but because I haven't really watched that much of more current seasons of drag race, aside from, you know, now watching all stars because all of our friends that we already know are on there. Right. Um, it's my introduction to them. So in a way I don't even have like a preconceived notion of anyone. Right. Which, you know, as somebody who's been in, in front of the camera and behind the camera in, in that machine, I'm still a fan of of drag race, Dragula, Mas Draga, like everything. So because yeah. of that, I'm gonna have you know, I'm gonna have a preconceived notion of going, oh, I saw so and so. But then I have to sit back and say, like the rest of us, girl, you were in the same situation. <laughs> you know that's 14 hours of filming or 20, 28 hours of filming edited down to 47 minutes. Yeah. Like I'm sure exactly. more conversations were happening. 
So, yeah. and plus, you know, recently I haven't really had any, as they say, a pony in the race. I haven't known anyone really. Right. So um, getting them, getting to meet these people at uh, the shows is fun. Yeah. Like well, I, th- I, I thank you for being our uh, tip spot today, and I hope you'll stick around for spelunking in the DM or belly flopping into the DM. I have, you know, that's the only place I'm going to be. All right, great. We'll be right back. Let's take a break. The movies are back, baby. And if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with Five Wise. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? Hint the name of two months and they ain't close together those are just some of the topics we've discussed on recent episodes of movies baby every week on movies baby forever dog co-founders and lifelong movie fanatics brett and joe break down the hottest movie news review the latest releases shout out forgotten classics and prophesy the future of hollywood you can listen to movies baby wherever you get podcasts and you can watch movies baby live every thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five wives. Movies Baby! Now, Willem is not here this week. As you know, Willem is on special assignment. Uh, across the trotting across the globe, I think she's on All Stars. I don't know. Check her social media. Keep uh, let me know. Um, but we are today. Delta and I are going to go belly flopping into the DMs. Wait, do you think? Do you think Willem is on All Stars? I don't know. I mean, she's not here. She yeah. never misses a pod. You know, they they don't know. they have to start. Theme, I think they have to start theming the All Stars like. All-stars dancers, all-stars celebrity impersonation, all-stars celebrity, right? The bad girls. I was thinking, who would be in that, though? Who would be in the bad girls? Who are on the, who's on the bad list? I actually heard that All-Stars 2 was sort of being pitched as the bad girls mm. club kind of season, which, I mean, kind of vaguely, I mean, I don't, I don't know how that really... Mm-hmm. worked out but i heard that it was like originally set out with that in mind like we're gonna put like kind of the kind of the bad girls all together but would right? you, but what about but see here's the thing so yeah maybe bad girls like uh you know like the the girls that like uh sort of run to the run to their, their they do their own thing kind of thing but yeah. what about the bad girls that are like on the outs bad girls like Willem, uh, Tyra Sanchez, Tyra, uh, right, even James. though I don't think she was a bad girl at all, uh, the Vixen, who I don't think is the bad girl because I think right. she got the wrong people deal. But... People who, I mean, you could be on there. Oh, I think so. <laughs> at least a member at large. <laughs> I think so. I definitely think so. What, what if it was teams? It was teams. Oh, well, we saw how that went. No, no teams. No teams. Okay. But I would love to see this, and I think it would be a fierce competition. So, mm. okay, who knows? I, I have a feeling. 
feeling we haven't seen the last of the bad girls. Do you, do you want to do the honor of reading our first yes. uh, letter from Lena? Yes. Yeah, so the first letter is from Lena. <clears throat> During July 9th's hot gossip, there was a discussion about the Californian economy. And as a fellow Californian, I wanted to highlight some facts. While the U.S. has the largest economy, California is the fifth largest economy on the planet, making up 14% of the U.S. economy, while California... While we, California, are pretty much a world superpower, we do not have a larger economy than the rest of the U.S., but could easily be our own superpower if we choose. Love the pod. It brings many chuckles and laughing and fits and laughing fits during the workday. Cheers. The mathematical bitch, Lena Algebra. Oh, she's, that I yeah, I, I think I missed that one, that, that pod, <laughs> but that means nothing to me. Um. Well, we were no going shade. on and on about kick, 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 running our mouths about things we know nothing about. Um, That's which fine. is something we do over here all the time. See, we do it over there too. But right, Willem was like, "Yeah, California is the biggest economy in the world. It's bigger than the whole U.S. combined." <clears throat> and that sounded fishy to me, but um, you know, I and I I I can't even say it sounds fishy because we don't say that anymore. So it sounds bio queen. It, it, it sounded suspicious <laughs> to me. Um, but no, thank you for clearing this up, Lena. Um, no, I, have you heard of this thing Delta called Cal Exit that they were tossing around at one point? I don't think so, but I will tell you what I have heard of. I have I what? can see why you the two of you are the actual moms, the actual moguls of media <laughs> because you're willing to allow someone to bring their letter up on here just to read you and let you know like, "Look, girl, y'all don't know what you're talking about." And <laughs> then you're after reading it. Of course, Willem's not here to like defend her fucking self, but um <laughs> I, I know for us, like if somebody, I'm sure that uh, whoever is reading through, our, like Mariah and Dipper read through ours and they're like, we're not going to fucking let them see these letters. This is so sad. And so I'm sure there's people trying to fucking let us have it. And I'm like, it, don't let that letter come through because I'll shred it. <laughs> shred it. I have to filter it for the people. I have to tell you, this was on the nice end of things. This was not, we, I'm sure they do. I'm sure Dipper filters out a lot of the messages we get as well, because I'm very sensitive. And there's a reason I don't delve in deep into the comments section or go on Reddit is because, or check my email. Or, because, check my, or answer the phone. Because I'm very sensitive. And if somebody tells me, you're a piece of shit, you're mm-hmm. wrong, everything you're doing is fucked up and everything you're saying is incorrect and you're a fucking idiot i know that that's not true on some level but it takes me some like exercise work to get back to a point of remembering that i'm not a total piece of shit and i would rather just not do the exercise so never see the horrible like bullshit that people throw at us yeah, so you know, I you, you know that it's not true on some level, but I know it's completely true when they tell it say it about me. Like I'm like, no, I know. Why are you telling me again? I already told you that. I prefaced everything by telling you that I'm no good. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That is a disclaimer. Okay. That, thank you. Thank you, Delta. Okay. Uh this next message comes from Chris. Dear Big Dip, Delta Lena and Lasky Lou. Wow, they they knew. They knew you were going to be here. They knew our scheduling. 
before I, I like knew that. it. <laughs> huh. um, please help me. I need advice. So I have talked to this guy on and off for about seven months. We Dumping. started out as... <laughs> okay. Moving on to the... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, on and We started out as regular fuck buddies, mm-hmm. and, but then I started to feel like I wanted it to turn into something more. It Sadly, it was around the same time that our schedules started to get really busy and we could never find time to hang out. He said that all the time apart made him start to feel like he was losing interest, but still wanted to try and make it work. We hung out a couple more times, but he eventually told me he didn't think it was going to work out and that he wanted to start talking to someone else. I was sad to hear that because I really like him and he's the one person I would always want to talk to about everything in my life, but I accepted it nevertheless. About a month, I love the word nevertheless. Mm -hmm, I Um, do About a month after that, we randomly started texting again, and I thought nothing of it. I was just being friendly until it turned into us flirting and even making plans for him to come over. However, that never happened because he told me that he wanted to, but he was still talking to the other guy and would feel guilty if we did anything while they were still together, which I respected. I was totally fine with just being friends until last week when he invited me out to a club with him and his friends, and I found out that him and the other guy are no longer a thing. We started talking as if no time had passed and everything was great I had an amazing time I wanted to ask him to spend the night with me but I chickened out because I didn't know if he still wanted to just be friends or if it was more than that the next morning he let me know that he did in fact want to spend the night he was just waiting for me to ask him we continued to text every day and it felt like things were getting back to where they were before the kicker is that he is leaving for the army and will be gone for eight months Oh, with eight months, which is how long this letter is. Um, I really like this guy, and I could honestly see myself spending the rest of my life with him. So my question for you, you two dolls is, should I hold out hope that he could actually make this work once he gets back and that the timing will finally be right? Or was it just that he wanted some dick before he left? Thank you, Chris. P.S. Here are some dick pics as a thank you for reading this long-ass message. Yes, I am a ginger. Oh my gosh. I actually, more than anything, uh, my, the first thing I know about this letter is that I, uh, Mahogany Teakwood is one of my favorite soaps from Bath and Body Works. And that <laughs> is what. You and that's have the soap. Here. Yeah. So that's the most forgiving thing about this whole entry. Your dick is beautiful, by the by. Beautiful body, of course. It's standing straight at, straight mm-hmm. up. It's it's like if there were a clock, it would be pointing at like 10 or like almost 11 o'clock. Right. This is this. 11 this o'clock. Dick, <laughs> 11 o'clock. This dick, I, I believe, is made for missionary because that in the position, that position will hit your um, it will hit your G spot better than if you yeah. were if you were taking this doggy. It would really just hit up that tailbone. You know what I mean? So, like, right. I don't need that in my t- you want that the other way. It's beautiful. He doesn't love you. He's not interested in. In you um and he probably doesn't even want dick to be honest with you because anybody all you have to do is download an app and you can get whatever dick you, you can filter it it will come to your door for free um he wants to waste mm-hmm. your time he wants Ooh. to feel important and he wants oh. for you to uh so he can just say all these guys want me a lot a lot of people want me i don't know and wants to feel because they because th- that's how he feels validated 
And it's fucked mm. up because you don't deserve that. But that's what's happening mm. here. Like this, this game of leading on is going to get yeah. boring to you after a while. And after a while, and, and I don't know if it's going to happen tomorrow or if, or if it already happened or it's going to happen in 30 years, but you'll figure it out. You're, you're too, you're too good. You're too beautiful. You're too important for that. And this game is that's being played is absolutely 100% a game, 100 million percent a game. There's no oh. other way about it. And I won't hear of anything else. It makes me um that's very good advice Delta um uh, th- reading this letter this monumentous letter I mean the letter is longer than the dick which is hard to believe because the dick is right. pretty long um beautiful the um it made me remember being young <laughs> And having the sort of like drama of this is the only guy. This is the one. And if it doesn't go absolutely perfect with this guy, then my life is over. Right, right, right. And and I just want to reassure you, um, Chris, your name is Chris. Yes. Okay. Uh, Chris, that there you are young. There are other people out there who won't, like Delta said, who won't play the games. Who and you know what? Maybe if he comes back from the army in you know ten years or what, however long his um, tour is, uh, maybe it could work out in the future. But you cannot put your life on hold. You are young. You have a dick that stands straight up. Uh, you, uh, the toilet paper isn't even on the the roll holder. It is just placed there because you because you are, have an active busy life and you have places to go and things to do right you could actually make a based on this position you could actually make your own fleshlight out of that paper roll if you think about it if you have a ziploc bag lotion um you can use the tube there i don't know how well it, it's that's a different thing but you could um yeah. i agree with alaska so much like i it's just it's you, there are people that will use you because they like hearing you say, oh, I want, I want something with you. And then they, and they like knowing that you'll be waiting and they, mm. and he knows, he knows that's why he's doing so it true. and it's fucked up. And he, and the, you know, Eartha, I, 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 I have this thing in a number and I really, it, it resonates a bit. Eartha mm. Kit talks about compromise for mm. what reason? Why do you want me to compromise who I am? Like, and she says, I fall in love with myself and then I right. want someone to share me with me and I want to share who they are with who, how, who they are fully with me yes. and we can share together. But I listen, Alaska, like you said, you, you remember being young and eager and all this. I remember that. And then not too long ago. I mean, I know I'm an old lady, yeah. but not too long ago. Uh, just maybe even just before Drag Race, maybe just after Drag Race, I can remember trying to change who I was because you know there were there were guys that showed feigned interest, and this mm-hmm. was in the earlier days of Drag Race when I wasn't aware that there were such things as you know panty sniffer drag chasing like people that <laughs> wanted the clout or whatever. Because I was like, well, what clout do I have? You have some kind of clout, yeah, or you have something that they want, and so right. I was like, oh well. Do I need to butch it up, or do I need to, or, right. or my my, or do I need to pretend I'm more artistic, or do I don't do any of that, don't do any of those things, any of those things, <laughs> right? Don't preach a fucking thing ever. Preach, preach, mother. Yeah, and this dick is right though. It is very right. Yeah, it definitely is. Do you um, think that's cum on the mirror or toothpaste? <laughs> 
think it's definitely toothpaste. You Listen, do. we've all been there. You're I've no been fun. there. I I am there right now. My my mirror has similar spots. And I assure <sighs> you, it, it ain't from Gia's. It's from mm. toothpaste. <laughs> Um, do, do you want to read the yeah. last, do we have time for one more message of course okay why don't, don't you read it in post if they don't need <laughs> it right <laughs> they'll play us back at double speed this is from Haley I am the newest yoga instructor at my gym it's a dream career and I've worked hard to overcome stage fright and build my confidence recently another instructor who's highly experienced and talented told me she wanted to attend my class She's very nice, but the thought of one of my more experienced contemporaries witnessing my greenness sets my nerves on edge. My question is this. When you both were baby queens new to the scene, how did you handle the pressure of performing in front of more experienced queens? Is it harder than you had expected? Or is it kind of right where you expected it to be? Or had you even planned or did you even know at all? Thanks for reading. Much love. <laughs> oh, that's a Chanel quote. <laughs> that's a Chanel quote from season one. Okay. Who, which one? Chanel was it Perillo? harder than you expected, or is it kind of right where you expected it to be, or had you even planned uh, when she's in, when Chanel is doing the the challenge where you have to host an interview? Chanel Perillo? No, no, Chanel Vegas. Oh, oh yeah. She also knows her as Chanel Christmas. Chanel Christmas, my <laughs> Chanel. <laughs> my Chanel. Your Chanel. No, I yeah, do remember yeah, yeah. that. I do remember that. Uh, well. I I can speak for what do you want to answer this? I can speak to this. I mean, yeah, I I think sure. I mean, I I think the second that you're not nervous about the things that you do or or putting your best foot forward is when you open the door to sloppiness and you open the door to being lackadaisical about things. So you should always have a bit of I I don't want to say like terror about what you're doing, but a bit of like trepidation of those little butterflies, I think, push you along to say like, I care. That's why there's butterflies, because I really do care. And, you know, many of us will say, I give no fucks. I do what I do. I give no fucks. And I think those of us that say that constantly are really the people that do give a fuck. They do give a fuck because they are worried about what people think or say about their their contribution or their brand. And, you know, even with this podcasting, you know, working here with Alaska, who I've known for for many years, even before Drag Race, and has always been friendly and always been my friend and always been on my side. But Alaska has, you know, set this platform here and has invited other people to be part of it. And you want to be able to participate at least on the level that's expected. They Somebody wants to see you shine in your way. And and I feel like that's so there's of course there's nerves because you're coming on to in this case something already set forward. I'm not here to replace Willem for the day. I'm just here to, you know, fill in and and, and have a good time. But there is yes. an expectation of the self to at least participate at a 100% level at minimum. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes. I I agree with you completely and the nervous thing is very important. And I remember early in my drag career, we would we would like get get drunk because we were nervous. Sure. But what that does is make you. How was the you... face though? You made a face right now. Get drunk. What? I don't know. You went drunk. drunk. <laughs> like, ooh, can you believe it? But no, we used to get drunk to alleviate the nerves. But then on stage, 
it was just kind of, it was like, it was okay. It was neither here nor there. The nervousness transmutes on stage into something else. And it transmutes into you being on your feet and ready for every everything in the moment that happens on stage. The nervousness is an essential ingredient and fuel and cherish it. And like, and that means you're doing something right. But also the having the more experienced queen, I literally just had this happen. I did a show in Provincetown this weekend. We did two shows. And in the second show, I was, you know, out there doing my thing. And I was a nervous wreck before the show. But on stage, it was like, it was so great to be in a theater and and like screaming at people on a microphone. At the end, I realized I'm singing this song and I realized that Varla Jean Merman is sitting there. Oh my goodness. Out of drag. And I got so nervous. And I also am like, oh, wow. Like, I also feel like just like, oh, my God. Like, I am such a, I'm a dumb piece of shit. Like, this is a legend. This is someone who does, this is someone who does drag. I'm just some fucking dumb cunt who got on a TV show and is is very lucky. This is a fucking drag legend. And here I am screaming and making noises into a microphone four feet away from that. It made me very nervous and very scared, but she was very lovely and, um, and very nice. But like, that's a, it's a normal feeling, but you know, I bet, I bet your instructor will love seeing what you do. I agree. Well, I want to thank you so much, Delta, for joining I want to thank you. Thank I have you. had an absolute blast being here. I think it's so much fun. I appreciate the fact that I get to do the podcast with Raja and the platform for that. And I mean, I'm not trying to get all like, you know, God bless America, land of the free or whatever. But I mean, it's true. It's it's a fun It's a fun opportunity, especially the time that it landed. You know what I mean? It landed in such a time when... We had no other way for people to to see or hear us and uh, allow us to be, I don't know, I guess in a way rel- relevant the way that we we felt we were. And I, and I like the, that it's niche. I like the chance to sort of reach out to a specific group of people and definitely the overlap into this is fun. And I am such a huge fan of the podcast and I'm such a huge fan of you. And I also, we said it before we were recording, but I was like, oh my God, I'm, oh my God, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the podcast with Delta today. Like I have to put on like a shirt. I put on like a shirt with the collar. You're lying. I put some some product in my hair. No, because it's that nervous thing. It's like a good thing. And it's like, it, it, it's, um, it's really such a, a pleasure and a privilege and I'm I'm just really really grateful um to you for existing. Well, thank you for allowing <laughs> something just happened on my thing. <laughs> that happened and then also it keeps saying like your Mac will soon uh become useless or whatever. Oh my god. Okay. All right, let's well, do the outro. <laughs> well, we we thank you so much for listening to Hot Goss and a very special thanks to Delta Work for joining us as guest co-host this week filling in for Willem who is on secret assignment. You can find Delta on her podcast with Raja. It's called Very That and it comes Comes out every Monday right here on the Mom Network and Forever Dog. Well, thank uh, you. 
Of course, you can email your questions to racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have bonus video content available on patreon.com slash Willem. Search the has- hashtag racechaser. We just put up a new one called Gaga Triviochi, uh, where we sing Gaga songs and do Gaga trivia. It's very fun. That's a lot. Gaga Triviochi. Triviochi. It's really funny and really fun because I I adore Lady Gaga. Um you can follow us all on Instagram at Delta Work, at Willem, at the Only Alaska Five Thousand, at Race Chaser Pod, at Mom Podcasts, and the link on Race Chaser Pod has lots of resources and places to donate money in support of Black Lives Matter, and a link to aapip.org to help combat increased anti-Asian violence. So get the vax, wear a mask, wash your hands, stay safe and healthy, and we'll be back next time with more piping. Steaming, <laughs> scalding, <gasps> boiling, <gasps> hot guy. What about hot coffee? You didn't even give me a chance to talk about coffee, about Starbucks. We spilled the tea, but we didn't talk about coffee. I I have to come back because I have a lot I could talk about. There's a lot of problems right now with Starbucks, and it, it has nothing to do with the bakery items. It has to do with its internal, and I want to come back. I want to use your platform. You can, anytime, all the time. I love you. Bye. Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises. This goss is hot. <laughs> <laughs>